We are live. Kaboom. I'm with Dr. Sanchez. We're hanging out. Dr. Marco Sanchez, Gilroy High School. Um, we're just hanging out. Wanted to talk to him, ask him a few questions, see how he's doing, learn a little more about Gilroy High School. Let me pop these notes up. And uh, what can I say about this gentleman? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Dr. Sanchez, for those who don't know, a.k.a. Superman. <laughs> well... First of all, thank you for the opportunity to interview, Roman. I, I have a lot of uh, uh, admiration for people that are in your business as realtors, and uh, I've had an opportunity to to talk on on these tours they do where they have uh, several dozen realtors and tell them about Gilroy High School and how it's changed and how it's uh, evolved over the years. Thank you so much. The smell of garlic in the air. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great bedroom community to the Silicon Valley, as they say, uh, very affordable compared to areas of San Jose. So I just want to put that plug in there. Lots of new builds south of our of the property of, 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 the, of campus, and so our enrollment's growing. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good school. Let's, good talk about, let's, let's talk about what we were talking about right when we walked in with the, the remodels going on. You were telling me, we've got the first two-story. Well, there's a $15 million facelift. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's a Gilroy um, received uh, a few years ago. And right. The campus has been completely redone. It was a public, uh, it was an extreme makeover public school edition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they essentially just they gave it a facelift and it looks great. It's marvelous. Uh, there's a, a, a parking lot project which is planned for the summer, which is uh, going to completely redo the student parking lot, re repave, resurface, and then solar panel covers. Uh, seven rows of solar panel covers uh, parking, and uh, so we're excited about that. And then also a two-story, 20-classroom math building. Awesome. That will replace the portable in the back part. I hate math. That's so nice. <laughs> so the solar panels, how does that work? I've always uh, wondered that as well. So essentially, the goal is that they will one day... Uh, run everything as far as the electricity and pay themselves off. They'll pay for themselves essentially over okay. time. Okay. Over time with the with the uh, the, uh, the, the, the it, it will generate funds over time and pay for stuff over time. Right, right, and That's return that. Idea. And uh, uh, yeah, totally random question, but I was just curious. I see all these Southern United School districts are starting to do that. Yes, they're kind of San Jose Unified, Clovis Unified. I mean, it's it's really the, the way to go. And they're using the parking lot structure for those who can't and kind of just. Creating a hanger, creating a cover, and, yes. and doing that yes. uh, over. Uh, and just in case you guys don't know, we're in the presence of a of an Olympian, uh, one hell of an athlete. Well, first off, both Eastside San Jose products. <laughs> let me say, and I was bragging to to coach that you know I went to Pala, toughest <laughs> neighborhood. I went to Lindell Elementary, yeah. uh, and then he goes, really, I went to Shepherd, and that's when I said. Okay, you got me there. Probably the only town I could think of of a tougher area, and, and I was reading up last night, and one thing that kind of hit my, my heart was um, kind of talking more about uh, your coach, and I think that's one of the big things we don't realize is how, how big of an influence you know coaches and those little people have um, in our lives. And, and yeah. I heard you say you know you were getting into fights. He dragged you by the ear and, and kind of brought you in. And I have, I have a similar story when I transitioned from wrestling to basketball. And to this day, I keep in touch with him with that fact. And I still don't think he understands. What kind of, and that's the thing. You can ask everybody in the audience, is, you know, name me one teacher that made, had the biggest impact 
in your life, and mm -hmm. you'll know yeah. right off yep. the bat. Yep. And then I, if I say, tell me about all the other teachers, mm -hmm. name them, mm -hmm. and we'll have no idea, you know. But so tell tell me about this, this gentleman. Yeah, coach Ashmore was my middle school coach, and he's a, he's a, he's an awesome uh, man, amazing. Uh, I, I got inducted into the Hall of Fame, the California Wrestling Hall of Fame, and he was one of the presenters that was part of the program. So he, he's great. Did intervene in a very crucial time in my life where I was going nowhere fast, mm -hmm. and uh, got me plugged into the sport of wrestling. And uh, thanks to him and wonderful teammates and, and the grace of God, really, uh, I was able to change course and, and get in a positive direction and put my energies into more productive uh, um, endeavors. And so, then um, Coach Barajas was also an amazing uh, influence. He was at Independence High School uh, after. I, Shepherd, of course, and graduated. Oh, the brother went there. It's supposed to be a junior college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turned huge into campus, huge campus, and okay, I'm also the shot still. And then also, Coach Shade, also who is an amazing yeah. uh, influence in my life, and, and just and then Coach Douglas at the, at the uh, Arizona State University. So I've been very fortunate, very blessed to have some really key people in my life to help me, and then some great teachers also, very supportive mm -hmm. community. People that wanted to see me succeed. So, right, right. And then Shepard, man, uh, and that that was uh, pretty amazing for you. The coach, how did he convince you to stay uh, to, to wrestle? Because obviously, a lot of distractions, a lot of reasons. You talk about how you got bit by the wrestling bug, yeah, uh, bug, and mm -hmm. you told those kids before you left because we were we were the same way, all full of ego, right? Yeah. At first, and yeah. I'm going to show all, all of you guys. And I remember when I transitioned from Pallet to Quimby. We barely just went, you know, a few mm -hmm. blocks, a few feet. It was a completely different world, oh, a completely yeah. different transition. Yes. I think about the times of, you know, my walks home from Palo, the kind of trouble that I could get into. Um, obviously, uh, your your mom and, and dad were very supportive. Were they in the picture? Yes. My, well, my mom, my mom was a, a very supportive. Uh, my dad also, but more so my mom. And, mm -hmm. and she uh, so got behind me, and she ended up passing away when I, when I was in eighth grade. So that was a very... Uh, you know, I dedicated that season to her, and I went undefeated that year after having a losing record the previous year. So that you know, mom was was inspirational and motivational in that regard. Right. She never missed a match, you know. And so when she wasn't there, I, I just wrestled on on her behalf and in her honor and in her memory. Uh, but yeah, just being in, in Shepherd Middle School, East San Jose in itself, just getting to school. Sometimes you had to go through several neighborhoods. You would end up. You know, sometimes running away from people that were yes. trying to get you and, yes. and or after you. And James Lake for me. Yep. Walking there you go. There. Here you go. So it's it's so uh, that, that must have really lit a fire in you as far as dealing with the grief uh, of that. It did. Wrestling it did. was the outlet. You know. It was. I, I it was. I don't mean to get very personal, but in my mind, I can only imagine. I mean, if you didn't have that outlet, that even more could have sent you the other way. Oh yeah. You know? Oh definitely. How, how therapeutic is that to? Be able, be able to do that and that kind of transitions me into I can never explain to people the off the, the mat principles and uh, I almost want to write a book because it's in our mind we don't know how to explain it of everything other than the actual wrestling that really creates that discipline um, in your life kind of a really tough question but like if you had to sum, sum it up say you're pitching this to a dad on why his, his, <laughs> son, his son should wrestle what are some of the I mean number one I think work ethic Right. It's the hardest. It's the hardest sport in high school athletics, without a doubt. Period. And I sit on the on the CIF uh, Federated Council and the Executive Committee, so I see sports from 
you know, the 30,000 feet level. Mm. And I, as a principal and as a, as a volunteer, as an assistant coach, I see it at the, at the site level. So I can just tell you without a doubt that it is truly the hardest thing you will do in high school athletics. And in, in college, it's, it, it gets even tougher. It's, it's a grueling sport. So it Far more mentally than physically. Would you say both, would you agree? Both. Because it's, okay. it's the only sport that has a weight requirement. Right. So you have that aspect of the sport. And then you have the grueling training. If you want to be the best, you're going to have to be tremendously motivated, have a tremendous drive, and have some high goals, and be realistic about what it's going to take to get you there. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I love, dude. Some people are great at individual sports versus team sports. Team sports are, are important, but as far as life, at the end of the day, you know, you can only control what you can control, right? And I feel wrestling has those aspects. And for me, I transitioned from second grade to wrestling forever when I was 16, and, and that was huge for me because... And you played basketball. Yes, too, right? yes. And my dad laughed me in my face. <laughs> he wanted me to wrestle. But the one thing I think that really got me to leap and bound was all the work ethic I had from second grade to sophomore year from wrestling and kind of applying that. And, and they're think, the same season, so... And, and, exactly. Yeah. And thinking, no, well, really, I was growing like crazy and thinking like Dennis Rodman, that, okay, I'm horrible, but <laughs> you're not going to outwork me, and I don't mind bumping elbows. Yep. Physical uh, contact. Uh, down, down there, and a lot of times that's enough, getting garbage points, getting rebounds, and so forth. So um, that that is, uh, I think that is epic. Just a, tr- just a transition, because everybody talks to you about wrestling. That's all they talk mm-hmm. to you about. Let's talk about... So you're you're back from ASU. Your uh, security uh, guard detail, some type. Of oh, I, I, okay. So transitioning into my in my into my career. Because everybody asks about wrestling, I want to talk about leadership. Right? Yeah, at Arizona State University, leadership. ASU, great great wrestling program, national champions, uh, nationally ranked national for champions. several years. Okay. Uh, coach Douglas was the 1988 Olympic coach, so he himself a two time Olympian. Uh, it was it was a great place to be, and I thrived in that environment. Was able to to be an All-American, be a national champion, and train in the Sunkist Kids, which is a club part of it, uh, of, the, of the program, and it supported you know, athletes that had Olympic aspirations. And so Year-round stuff, year summer round, wrestling. Year-round, and that's traveling. The, that's the key, I feel. Going Any to Europe, going, to, going around the world, Europe, Asia, what have you, and just wow. going up against the best. And uh, so that, it, was an, it was an ideal environment for me. But, you know, just like any, athletes need an exit strategy from the sport. Okay, so... I, I wasn't ready to, to finish wrestling or done with wrestling at that point in '93 uh, when I graduated from Arizona State. So I didn't want to. And my goal was to, to make '96 games, and so I needed to, of course, earn a living as well and then get in a training environment that would support my goals. And so I was able to do that. I did start as a, as a as a security guard at a high start, school. You got to start somewhere. Uh, People hate that. <laughs> they, I don't. I don't want to be a security guard. So you rather stay at home, exactly. right? Uh, you exactly. got. I didn't mean to cut you. No, no, you're right. No, yeah. you, you got to start somewhere. It was, you know, I, I worked in the fast food industry. I, I had mm-hmm. jobs at, you know, at little, little Caesars Pizza. I mean, I know what it's like mm-hmm. to work and serve, and, and I'm, not, I'm not. That's not beneath me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I could get out of my car to come to this office, if I see a piece of garbage, I'm picking it up. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, I, and I'm going to lead by example. Mm-hmm. So, being a, a, a security guard and then working my way with my teaching credential, because mm-hmm. I, I did have a degree, which is important. Like I said, you got to have an exit strategy. So when you, when you leave the university, it's important for athletes to get that degree. 100%. And a lot of times, a lot of athletes, in certain cases, they don't get degrees. Which unusually, a lot of them have no choice but to get into mixed martial arts because they didn't have an exit plan. Or money, it could be other things. There, sure. there are many sure. uh, you know, mixed martial arts. With, uh, There's a lot of opportunities lot of that didn't exist back then that, that, are, that exist today. And sure. MMA is, of course, one of them. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's so funny that so you go to get um, your associates at University of Phoenix, and it's funny how some of those people then they just catapult into getting their PhD yeah. when that probably wasn't even on their mind. Like, where, where did that kind of look? you're like oh, just keep going? Let's keep going. Well, it, you know, as I started I started teaching, and uh, teaching led to uh, an. Uh, being the dean of students, dean of students and activities director at the, at the junior high, mm-hmm. and then eventually to a vice principalship, and then ultimately principalship. And each one of those required more experience, mm-hmm. uh, more formal uh, training and education. And so I just kept going. And then actually, the United States Olympic Committee had a uh, scholarship program also, so they paid for part of the master's degree. I joined the military reserves. I was in the Navy for, for three years wow. uh, as a CB and, uh, and serving our country, which was a tremendous honor. And so that also uh, gave me some assistance to, to pursue my master's, finish my master's degree and, and go into my doctoral program, all while still competing, mm-hmm. still, you know, uh, helping run a school. Right. And, 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 and staying, debt, at a high staying level. debt-free. <laughs> as much as possible, yes. As it did, like, help. Yeah, it yeah. did help tremendously. Because there, there is that there, but you know, you've got to think about our kids today, realistically. I, I, I mean, I think it's a little bit to do with our system yes. as well, but... You can't put them in the right starting place to have them have something over their head right away. Um, and, and I think that that's uh, unfortunate depending on what you want to do. If you want to be a businessman, I wouldn't say that. Uh, it, I think education is, is top. It's number one and uh, it's the most important thing. But as far as business, it depends on what your outcome is, realistically, what you want to do. But um, education at the most basic level and bachelor level, I think, is uh, essential for anybody. And tuition costs are, are sky, have skyrocketed through the roof. I, it, some of our former graduates, and if you look to the wall here, actually, if you look this way, yeah. you can see the, from, from the class of 2010, my first graduating class here, to the class of 2017 that just uh, recently. Talk graduated. about love. Yeah. So as prices memory. There's a there's a lot of uh, great students that came out of Gilroy High, and you know a lot of them have incurred quite a bit of debt. That's going awesome. out to sketch. That was a, a student that drew that, drew that uh, for me. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of students that come out of debt with, I mean, six-figure debt, which yes. is pretty, I, I just can't imagine that. I was very fortunate. I do have a student loan, but they're not, not even close. And I had three degrees and oh, less than 20,000. I mean, from three degrees, that's pretty good, you know. So the kids are coming out 100 plus, 100,000 plus. Yeah, it's, it's very pricey. And they don't read the fine print. It don't be worse than credit card APR sometimes with these graduate school uh, yes. loans. Yes. And my sister is a doctor now, but uh, you know she's looking back and she's like, well, at the cost of close to three hundred thousand dollars, dead in so many years of, of my life gone, right? It's um, a mortgage. From that, yeah, absolutely. And, and there's obviously many pros. It's your dream. Is that's what you want to do? You support a role, but there's got to be a, a, a better way and. That's why I think we're starting to see a little more of you know the burden movement and so forth. I think it was New York, who if if you're actually a resident of New York, right, the tuition be free. I think that's a great move and it's an incentive for them that obviously sure. you can't be out of state. You have to be sure. from um, New York. But let's talk about uh, education, Dr. Sanchez. We, we know we know your stud. We know everything. That you can. <laughs> if you don't check his resume, uh, but. What really sparked that for you? One quote I love to say is education is the key to change your perception in anything. Um, and I always thought it was MLK, but the more I look it up, I just I can't find it. He probably said it. A lot of people probably said sure. it. But what, what really sparked that for you? 
was it the kind of transition of the way things worked out, or did you know you always, I just want to be around people, man? I well, just I, I just the, the, the influencers, the influencers in my life that I mentioned earlier, the mm. coaches, mm. you know, a lot of coaches are educators, mm. uh, and uh, a lot of the teachers that I came in contact with that showed a, an interest in me and, and saw something in me that I didn't see at the time, right. uh, they were all educators, and right. so I always wanted to be like that. I, I thought that that was a, a noble way to give back to back to the next generation and the next generation you know just just to your right there's a principal a picture of my high school principal that came out to he's retired now uh mr chamorro who who uh just came out to visit independence from independence correct and then overfell later on still an influence in my life and then i you know we still have we're still in touch a lot of the people that i mentioned earlier i'm still in touch with them they are influential people and made a big difference in my life and the kids that you, sh- that you showed in the pictures here, they come back and visit, and it's always nice to hear that, that you know, in some small way I had a chance to be a part of their their success. And so I and just continue to, in their life. To, to support them early. That, that, that's got to be the, the greatest karma, right? The greatest way yeah. to pay yeah. forward. Uh, yep. you know, for those uh, who believe in that or whatever you believe in, I feel like you have to. That's the epitome of uh, selfless service to educate uh, people. And, uh, that's amazing. I had a coach like that as well. He's the one that pointed me out when I was at 6'2", Dennis Fernandez, he came uh-huh. out of retirement to coach at Evergreen, and he just said, you, come over here. And for, he's a very soft-spoken guy right. as well, but the impact that he's had to this day, I mean, I put together the first alumni game and kind of uh, honored him. I mean, so many, nice. so many years at San Jose High. Um, and he took Andrew Hill to the final four, and um, to this day, I'm still keep in touch with him. kind of gave back, he created the Sons of San Jose. If you look right next to the Shark Tank, you'll see Sons of San Jose, the memorial. So him and his, uh, his wife put that together, just kind of listening out kids. And at that time, they were obviously just kids, kids. right? In yeah. San Jose, I yeah. draft Teens. going on. Yeah. The kind of uh, impact he had on my life and to still have that unconditional person I can call uh, about whatever you know moves going on. What, sure. do, you, what do you think? Sure. And I know sure. he's going to give it to me straight. Yeah. And, and, uh, that's uh, Nice. A really, really beautiful thing. Um, no stress. We can always upload this later. And it's great. Look at this. you got so many people <laughs> anticipating it. Uh, that's and that's only going to make them want to see this more <laughs> when I finally uh, put, uh, put it up. Uh, let, let's keep strolling through. Let's see how we're doing. Sure. I try, I try, my, my whole goal is forget about what we think. Focus on the audience. Focus on those kids. I know some su- subway drive through employees are going to try to sneak in here and have their uh, opinions and that's why I kind of put together these kind of creative ones uh, last night that probably nobody has uh, talked to you about let's let's start let's start with one let's start with uh, with goals as silly as it sounds how important do you think um, Actually, writing them down is obviously you got to put in the work. You got to do the action, right? Mm-hmm. You got to write them down and dream, dream all yeah. day. Yeah. But what does that mean to you? And then, you know, then I'll say something about how I feel. Well, writing them down is you know make it as tangible as possible. Uh, but more importantly, you have to uh, internalize them. And so, regardless of where you're at, you have to be able to see it written on paper. You're taking that with you. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be here. You know, you gotta, 
It's and, gotta be and, in heart. And specific as possible. Specific as possible. And, and, and include a number in there, whatever, it, right? It, it, you know, it could be, for me, example, it could have been, I wanted to win the county championship. I wanted to win the state championship. I wanted to win the national title. I wanted to be an All-American. I wanted to be an Olympian. So all those were, pro- there were progressions. And so they occurred at, you know, at junctures in my life where um, I achieved the, so those, those goals, checked it off, and then moved on for the next one. But it also told me that I had to point everything I did, my behavior, my habits in that direction to, to move towards that goal. And so that meant tremendous sacrifices and then outworking opponents and then going to competitions that were going to test me and tell me where I was at, right. what I needed to do. and where. You know, so goals are, are, are tremendous. They're, they're important. You know, Yogi Berra once said, if you, if, you, if you don't have any goals, you'll end up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you, know, you need to know where you're going. Right. So, uh, you you have to have those goals, uh, right. and otherwise you'll end up somewhere it's, else. It's, cra- it's crazy to me how people kind of refuse to write them down, but I think by simply writing them down, it does is immediately creates this tunnel vision, as opposed to kind of bleeding aimlessly. But you know, some things that happen. But let me set three random goals. I feel like like writing that down, not only just writing in existence, but I feel like everything else kind of begins to narrow in control. And I heard somewhere that you know. It's almost 70, 70% of success showing up, but it's also writing down those goals and what you need. And committing to it. And committing to that. Committing to it. And there's right. a lot of kids that you know, I count on a daily basis that that don't have that concept down. And, and are just, well, they flounder and they, they, they're, you know, they're going from day to day and aimlessly just kind of going through life. And right. uh, you know, I always had something that I could aspire and shoot for. And along the way, Reaching that goal, I got the education and I, the, the and, and got the career, but it was an outcome of pursuing a goal. That's an, that's an incredible question, but what do you think that is? What is it that, you know, you've seen all these champion wrestlers, what is it that is that drive, that spark? Everyone says that, you know, struggle, failures, mm-hmm. the background, that's what makes people what they are. We see that common trait, and that's another question I listed, but um, obviously a very tough question. What do you feel that, you know, what if you haven't had a tragedy in your life? What if you have a golden spoon in your mouth and have everything it is? Um, is it wrong to say that that person can still have that incredible hunger and drive? They can. Where do you of feel course. that it comes from? Because you hear it all. How bad do you want I, I, all these motivational speeches? It, it, it's, is it having been in the sport it, almost thir- over 30 years? Is uh, it genetic disposition? Is it? 35 <laughs> years. I've, I've encountered a range of, of people in the sport of wrestling, and it's probably the same in a lot of other sports, where they, they come from a, 